the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Briefcast 38 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. That's where I come to you guys solo without the special teams unit. And this is our second podcast of the week as we come to you on trying to come to you on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Came to you Tuesday and unfortunately unable to come to you last night, which was Thursday, because of uh, what tropical storm, tropical depression, Nelda. And uh, it really disrupted the city of Houston. If you hadn't caught the national news, if you don't know what's happening down here, Houston really a heavy 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 rain situation a lot of flooding similar to that of Hurricane Harvey and I want to thank folks who uh who reached out to me and checked on me uh, family and friends that I want to make sure we were okay down here but in addition to that I want to send prayers and thoughts uh, to all of the folks uh, really on the east side of uh, Houston and uh, headed down I-10 towards Beaumont, Winnie, Anahuac all of those places they really really caught bad bad rain and and I mean, I know that there were some fatalities and and all of these things are still going on as we speak. But I was fine. Just it really just disrupted things we were trying to do. But I did have an opportunity to sit down with Adolphus Moore, A.D. Moore. We talked some Houston Texans. That's coming up. But let me tell you exactly what's coming up this episode. First off, we start off with what's brand new. In addition to that, we'll hit you with some headlines, and I'll get into some uh, some of the stuff happening in and around the NFL that I want to comment on that. Then we have a new segment called A Good Day, and that's uh, when we talk about who's going to get off, who's going to win this weekend. I'll give you my thoughts. That's a really fun segment. And at that point, we will go to a segment called We the People. And I uh, got a phone call. I want to encourage you guys to reach out and call. And I'll tell you more about that in just a moment as well. And uh, that will wrap up the first half of the show. Then we'll hear from our sponsor and DJ Anarchy in the mix. In the second half of the show, we have a segment called The Fantasy Football Minute that goes about probably um, a lot longer than a minute. I, don't, I probably should rename that the fantasy uh, segment. I don't know because it goes longer than a minute, but I'll give you my fantasy picks for the week. In addition to that, uh, we'll have our conversation with A.D. Moore talking some Texans and other things, but primarily the Texans, veteran sports journalists in the greater Houston area. Then we will have the Lamont Award where we will recognize the big dummy of the episode. And before I let go. Now with that, want to remind you guys, you can go to wadeswordproductions.com the website for all things D-Wade there's some fun stuff on there as well we'll have more poll questions we'll have some uh, some forms up for you guys, we'll have some editorials we have all of the Super Bowl picks from myself from NFL veteran Haywood Jeffries from NFL veteran Eddie Robinson for Chili Bill Smith who is frequently a part of KTSU Sports Talk each and every Saturday along with my co-host whose picks are on the website as well, Ralph Cooper, the legend Ralph Cooper and the Silver Fox, Kevin Allen. That's all on the website, wadeswordproductions.com. And you can email me there, devin at wadeswordproductions.com. If you have any comments, any thoughts, any way you want to reach out to me, you certainly can do so there. But I really want you to go on the website and subscribe. And if you don't, uh, I, well, I do want you to. 
And after you do that, just know that you can reach me on social media on Twitter at WadesWord, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D. And, of course, on Facebook, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group. And last but not least, if you want to get in on the We the People segment, a great way to do that is by calling 832-941-6614. That's the Sports Talk with Devin Wade line. That's, again, 832-941-6614. 24 hours a day, operators are standing by at least a voicemail greeting for you. And you can leave a message and talk about anything you want to talk about. And you might just end up on the We the People segment. So with that, it's time for a segment that we call Brand New. Brand New, Brand New, Brand New. What's brand new with me is, of course, if you listen to the end of the last podcast, and maybe some of you did, maybe some of you didn't, I want to remind you, and we're working on uh, some Brussels Sprout Wednesday t-shirts. I'm going to get those made. But first, I need to know if you guys are on board with Brussels Sprout Wednesday. Now, if that's the case, maybe you can share your favorite Brussels Sprout recipe with me so I can know uh, a better way or a different way, a variety of ways to make uh, Brussels sprouts i do the balsamic and honey glaze and uh every now and then i'll do i, I think you deal with parmesan there's a couple ways you can do it but i lean heavily on the balsamic vinegar and the honey glaze you mix those together and it's a unique taste so that that's what i'm working on and i'm gonna need it because it looks like i'm getting sick a little bit under the weather and it's just uh, man i'll tell you what I wait, dreadfully wait for the day that I'm going to get sick because I stay sick for so long and it's been such a long time and I've been trying to wash my hands, but today I feel a little achy and I, my throat is a little sore, so I may be getting sick. I, I I regret it. I dread it. I don't want it to be, but we're working on that. My Really, my home remedy is I'm going to eat some raw garlic. Now, I've been doing that for a while and it served me well, I guess, because I haven't gotten sick. So maybe if I eat two or three, I ate two cloves of uh, raw garlic last night and I may eat a couple more today just to get me through and try to see if I can fight this thing and fend this thing off. So that's my home remedy. You can offer those as well, 832-941-6614. So if you want to give me uh, sort of my uh, over-the-counter sort of remedies for this, just I know high tidies, I could do that, and I may do some green tea before I go on the air with the Friday Express. But that's where I am now, a little achy, a little sick. I'm trying to fight it out. I don't want to be sick because I stay sick so long, I don't just recover. But let me know. You can reach out to me on WaysWordProductions.com as well. With that, it's time for some headlines. Well, it's all about the NFL last night. Nine sacks by the Jacksonville Jaguars and beating up on the very passive Tennessee Titans. You know what? Marcus Mariota, he frustrates me in the pocket. He doesn't always have that urgency. And I know being the cool quarterback, uh, being cool is a part of being a quarterback that can stay poised in the pocket when that pass rush is coming. But he just didn't know. You know, something has to click in when you a sense of urgency. And I just saw that all night long. I just don't know what Tennessee is doing. You want to think that Mike Vrabel is a good coach, but he keeps making these decisions that aren't the best for his team. I think at some point they were down 14-0. He passed up on an opportunity to kick a field goal to get on the board and that changed the complexion of the game in that later on uh, there was you really didn't have to have as much of a sense of urgency but it wouldn't have mattered the way that defense played and that's all the more reason why the Jacksonville Jaguars should keep 
they should definitely keep Jalen Ramsey. Now, hopefully they can work this out and he doesn't have to be traded. A lot of people anticipated this is his last game. But that defense, just remember a couple years ago how dominant they were into the postseason. And they did work. And I think that they could do it again. Now, offensively, they won't do it this year. But with this division being what it is, they lost a close game to the Texans on the road. They can come back and split with the Texans and try to – and they've already won on the road at – well, no, they wrote, that was uh, in Jacksonville. So they have won one game in the division. They have an opportunity to get the Texans at home, and then you have two games with the Colts and one more with Tennessee. So, But I would keep Jalen Ramsey just based on how dominant that defense can be the rest of the way. And you, you never know if Minshew comes out and becomes something that uh, – nobody's expected him to be or if you can get the running game but by the way Leonard Fournette who Kevin Allen has been saying for a long time he's done he's done he's over he's done uh, he can't stay healthy he's done. well they stack the box against him about 43 percent of the time which is the most in the NFL and he just couldn't get going last night until he had the big 64 yard run other than that he was he was atrocious last night just didn't look good but all in all it was an ugly game in the rain in the it was sort of a warm rain-soaked field. Wasn't a good look at all, but the team, and just the penalties were just ridiculous last night as well, but Jacksonville comes up with a win, and that leads us into the weekend. The other thing that I saw, and this is what, man, I don't understand what Bill Belichick has, what what he's doing, what, what witchcraft he possesses that makes these guys behave the way he wants them to. Did you see Antonio Brown's uh, opening meeting with the media after practice yesterday? It was unbelievable how this guy, I mean, does Bill Belichick do the, the, the hypnosis like, oh, let's do it again? You know, where Sidney Poitier goes to Jimmy J.J. Walker and, and hypnotizes him as Bootney Farnsworth? You will win. You will win. <laughs> you, you are a tiger with great strength. <laughs> Is that what Belichick does? Because Antonio Brown, to the extent of, of, who he is and how he is, he looked catatonic. Uh, I mean, in answering the four or five questions that they were allowed to ask him, but he told the company line, he got indoctrinated and the Scientology cult that is the New England Patriots is working. And my question is, what can we do to get Bill Belichick to solve other problems in our society? Because if he can get Antonio Brown to act right like that, maybe we can, we, maybe we're misusing him as just a coach. Maybe he can do a whole hell of a lot more than that so i tell you what man it's just unbelievable the patriot way and how they're able to get things done but antonio brown looked downright it was wild it was just wild to see him and i know mike tomlinson has to be pulling his hair out he was like where was this guy when i needed him to be who i needed him to be but you want to throw me under the bus come on man you're killing me you're killing me antonio brown and you know you you would think that hey brother to brother he'd look out for mike tomlin but nah None of that. Didn't give him any of that. And so, hey, it is what it is. The New England Patriots will continue to roll. That division is horrendous. They're absolutely horrible. And there's just not a lot to see there. And uh, finally, before I get into my next segment, I want to talk about the University of Houston losing on the road to Tulane. Dana Holgerson, what is going on? You're supposed to be the guy. You, you They fired Major Applewhite after two years to bring you in. You go on the road, leading 28-7. And then you lose the game. What in the world is going on 
with the Houston Cougars. That's a terrible, terrible thing. And I know what, Tillman Fertitta is not going to have much of that. So they better write that ship and write that ship quickly because that's not going to fly at Houston when he's investing all that money. They're trying to create new energy uh, for that program. And, I mean, it started with, I mean, you can go all the way back to Art Bryles and then Kevin Sumlin. And then Tom Herman was the guy that sort of elevated this program with excitement and enthusiasm. You have a president that is really supporting that program. And, uh, yeah, you just can't lose on national television like that. So waiting for Dana Hogerson to turn this ship around because they're not looking very good. Now it's time for a brand new segment where I tell you guys who the winners are this weekend in NFL action, who's going to come up big, who's going to get off, and who... Now, here are your winners for Sunday action in the NFL. I think the Buffalo Bills will beat Cincinnati. Dallas will dominate over the Miami Dolphins. Green Bay will move to 3-0 on the season. Atlanta will win on the road at Indianapolis. Kansas City, in what should be the most exciting game of the weekend, will beat up on the Baltimore Ravens, although I think, like I said, both offenses will do well. I think Minnesota's passing game, they, they have to come to life. I think they'll get off this weekend versus is Oakland and they'll get a win. New England will continue to dominate defensively and spread the wealth offensively. They'll roll big. In addition to that, the Philadelphia Eagles will come off of a tough road loss to beat Detroit. In addition to that, Arizona will get their first win against a team I think will be without Cam Newton at home versus the Carolina Panthers. Tampa Bay will move to 2-1 and one on the season after facing Daniel Jones and the woeful New York Giants. The Los Angeles Chargers in what is game 1A or 1 in the NFL this weekend. I think they will beat the Houston Texans in what should be an explosive offensive game. In addition to that, San Francisco will win at home going to 3-0. Wow, over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who would have thought that? In addition to that, Seattle will dominate, I guess, Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill. Whoever the quarterback is from New Orleans, they'll win big at home. And the Los Angeles Rams will break through that paper championship given to the Cleveland Browns. They'll dominate Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. That's who will get off and win the games. I guess Sunday, we'll I'll give you the Monday night game as well. The Chicago Bears will beat up on the Washington Redskins. Now, individually, look for Dalvin Cook to continue to dominate on the ground for the Minnesota Vikings. But look, that passing game for the Vikings will get off too. I think Adam Thielen will have his first really productive game of the 2019 season. So look for that. In addition to that, Dak Prescott is going to get off. He's going to show, show out. He's going to do his thing. It's going to be a big win for the Dallas Cowboys. And even though his team will lose, look for Lamar Jackson to again have a big afternoon. It should be a very, very fun quarterback matchup, Pat Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. I think both of those quarterbacks will get off. Baltimore could win, but I don't think they will. I think Kansas City at home is just too, too tough. And I look for that to happen. And those are the folks who will have... With that, let's go to a segment that we call We the People. We 
Meet the People is when I come to you guys by phone calls or on poll questions or on forums, a lot of times on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. But this time out, somebody called us on the 832-941-6614 phone number and left a message. That's a 24-hour Sports Talk with Devin Wade line. And, hey, operators are standing by. You can call anytime, leave a message, a comment, a question, and we'll address it either through social media, email, or on the We The People segment. So when you call, it would be great if you guys gave us your name. Leave us your name and so we'll know who you are and you can give us a call. And here is the comment. We the people would like to convey Coach Bill O'Brien out of Houston, Texas, back to the bosom of Coach Belichick so he could learn a few things from him. Clock management, for one. You can't blow that kind of thing when you have 46 seconds left and you have three timeouts and you squander them to get down to two seconds and then settle for a field goal. Listen, man, I don't know who told this gentleman that he's some kind of genius because he's acting as though he's one. I, for one, I'm not impressed. We have to be able to do something about this man because, first of all, he's going to David Carr, number four. I promise you that. That man will not hold up on the need all that intense hitting that he's getting because he's got the lack of protection. Now, grant you, I think that some of the sacks that number four has taken has been his fault, but we need to put him in better condition, in better positions to be able to throw the football. If he's under duress, every time he steps back to throw the football, something bad happens. So, Coach Belichick, please don't act all arrogant when they ask you why you blew those timeouts. You can't take them into the second frame, please. Better. What a great call. Now, you know what? I know who that is, but I won't mention who he is. I don't want to out him. And if he didn't say his name, he may not want his name said, but I know who it is. But what a wonderful call. Couple things he said. Go back to the bosom of Bill Belichick. <laughs> I mean, you got to love that line. And on the other thing, he says he's going to David Carr number four. Now, if you don't understand that reference, David Carr's career was ruined because he was not protected. He was so gun shy by the second or third season, he was no good as a quarterback and it ruined a lot of people feel like it ruined his professional career as a quarterback in this league but his brother's doing his thing and in Oakland let's see how that continues to go and how much longer he'll be in the NFL if uh, he and Gruden can't get on the same page but with that that'll wrap up part one of Briefcast 38 coming up word from our sponsor and DJ Anarchy if you're a fledgling artist a DJ and you want your mix or your song heard as long as it's radio edit we'll play a snippet at the halfway point and we'll play the entire track at the end of the show coming up in the second half ad more uh, but first a word from our sponsor on briefcast 38 of the sports talk with devin wade podcast on itunes TuneIn, soundcloud apple podcast spotify and wherever you get your podcasts Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 
1-800-227-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Briefcast 38 with Sports Talk with Devin Wade Podcast. Want to thank our sponsor and our guy, DJ Anarchy. Reach out to me at Devin at Wade'sWordProductions.com. If you want to submit your music, we'll play a snippet at the halfway point and we'll play an entire track at the end of the podcast. In addition to that, if you're a sponsor, if you're a potential sponsor, if you want to be a part of this, you can reach out to me that way as well or on social media. Any way you want to get to me at the 832-941-6600. One four number you certainly can and uh, we'll make it happen and we'll show you some love because we have some great people around the country who are listening and people who have money and people who will spend money to support this podcast right gang that was a right so hey we got that coming up uh more of the dj anarchy mix at the end of the show and of course the before i let go and the lamont award and our conversation with ad Moore. but first a segment that we call the fantasy football minute it's much longer than that but because i'm so immersed in fantasy football both for the season and daily games i wanted to share some information with you and so here goes the fantasy football minute now, this is where I give you the perfect lineup for this Sunday and this Sunday alone. Now, if you are into fantasy football and you are doing a season thing, this is a little bit different from that because the season thing is more like a general manager where you have to maneuver and work through injuries and off weeks and all of that. In addition to that, I play daily fantasy. Now, I won't tell you which one I play because I want them to come and endorse your boy. If you want to come in FanDuel, if you want to come in DraftKings, come in and support your boy and we'll blast you in in the others. So if you're in the fantasy football, if you're a fantasy football company and you facilitate daily fantasy, hit your boy up at Devin at WaysWordProductions.com and you can become a sponsor and we'll talk all about the way you do it, all the ways that you can play on your site. But as it stands, I play, and this may give it away for me, I play with a team that has a $50,000 salary cap, symbolic salary cap, and they value players at different amounts based on position and based on point production. So there you have it. So in that lineup, you have one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex position, and a defense special teams unit. With that in mind, let's start with defense. Now keep in mind with a $50,000 salary cap, I can't have the best at every position. So you have to pick your spot. The guys at the tip top that cost you the most, they have to guarantee produce for you. But you also have to hit on some guys that are inexpensive. I won't say cheap, but they're inexpensive but they produce for the dollar amount. And keep in mind, if a guy gets hot and he has three or four weeks of really quality play producing a lot of points, his value, he'll cost more in the upcoming weeks. 
So let's start with defense special teams. Now, I wanted to go with the Dallas Cowboys, and I wanted to go with the New England, well, Dallas Cowboys versus Miami. And Josh Rosen, the rookie, is starting for the first time. And I wanted to go with New England because New England has been producing like crazy on the defensive side of the football. But Dallas was at $4,300, and the Patriots were at $3,800. I decided that I could take a bargain here and take a chance with a less expensive team. And I took the Seattle Seahawks at home versus the New Orleans Saints with either Taysom Hill or Teddy Bridgewater starting at quarterback. We don't know which yet. It doesn't matter. But to have a quarterback start on the road in that environment, that Seattle defense has been playing really, really well. On the road against Pittsburgh, they had a win before that against Cincinnati. But they're at home, and usually they play better at home. Another week with Jadavion Clowney. I took them at 3,200. Let's go to the tight end position. At tight end, of course, you want Travis Kelsey at $7,100 or Zach Ertz at $5,700. But I chose to uh, go the bargain route here and try to save a little bit of money at that position. So I took Eric Ebron, who had a touchdown last week uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. And if you get around the red zone, he's a guy that they like to go to. He's a security blanket for Jacoby Brissett. So that's where I went at that position. At the quarterback position, I went Dak Prescott for $6,500. I w- would have loved to have had Pat Mahomes at $7,600 or Lamar Jackson at $7,000 or Tom Brady for $6,600. But or even really, well, I, I don't know. I w- maybe could have taken a Russell Westbrook at 63 but at 65 hey, I'm going with the hot hand, and that's Dak Prescott, 32.5 points, fantasy points per game. He's playing against Miami. They're going to show up and show out. And, again, I hate taking Dallas Cowboys, but this is not about my heart. This is about my money. So I will take Dak Prescott. At running back, I went with Dalvin Cook versus the Oakland Raiders. He is a workhorse and a show horse. He's showing up. He's doing his thing. He's really the only dependable offense you're getting out of Minnesota right now. So I'm going with Dalvin Cook for 7,800. I always love Saquon Barkley at 9,100, but I think he's one of the most expensive players in fantasy football right now. And I think he'll have a big day against Tampa Bay. But again, it's all about the budget, getting the most bang for your buck. I'll go Dalvin Cook at one of my running backs. And at the other running back, I have to go cheap. And I have to go cheap because I want money to spend on my wide receivers. At the other running back, I'm going with a backup. He only cost me $3,700. That is a super-duper value at the running back position because he's a backup. He won't, he'll he catch a couple out of the backfield, and he may run the ball a little bit, and he may spell – well, he will spell Devontae Freeman and give him respites during the course of the game. And, and I just like Edo Smith. And at $3,700, you can't beat him. So that, that gives me money to spend on my most important position, which is the wide receiver position. At the wide receiver position, I went with Amari Cooper. I get three of these now. Three wide receivers. I went with Amari Cooper at $7,500. Again, I think he'll have a big afternoon. They want to build their confidence. They're 2-0. They've been doing what they're supposed to do. The Cowboys have done what they're supposed to do in beating up on teams that you're supposed to beat up on, two division rivals. And usually you have tougher games versus your division rivals than you do against uh, outside opponents because you face those teams twice a year. They know you inside and out. So I'm going with Amari Cooper at home versus the Miami Dolphins. I'm also going with Mike Williams at home for $4,900 against the Houston Texans. Now, I think that may be a wide-open game, and I certainly don't believe in the pass rush totally. 
of the Houston Texans, and I certainly don't believe in their secondary. And I think while I wanted to take Keenan Allen, I said, well, I'll just take a cheaper version, and that'll allow me to get a player that I really want at the flex position, and I'll tell you about that. So Mike Williams at 4,900 is my second receiver. My third receiver, I went back with Dallas versus Miami. Randall Cobb, 12.7 fantasy points per game at $4,600. Pretty good bargain if they can get him involved. At that Again, that will allow me to get the guy that I want at the flex position. And the guy I have at the flex position is D-Hop. DeAndre Hopkins for the Houston Texans. I think, hey, he's the premier receiver in the league. He and Julio Jones and Odell Beckham is a, you know, sort of a three-headed monster here. Antonio Brown won't put up the same numbers because now he is in New England and he's not the alpha wide receiver. They don't have such a thing in New England. By the way, I never take New England players because you never know week in and week out who's going to be the hot guy. It could be Dorsett one week. It could be Antonio Brown. It could be Julian Edelman. They can run the, the ball with the Sony Michelle. Rex Burkhead could get you a lot of points around the end zone. So you never know. That's why I sort of tend to stay away from New England because you don't, never know who's going to have the hot hand that week. But I went with D-Hop on the road against the Chargers regardless. And I think that offense can, uh, can really have a chance to do something special. I think that Chargers-Houston game should be a a shoot em up game. I think both teams will move the ball, and I also think that both teams will score a lot, and so that is my team. So just in review, my quarterback, Dak Prescott, Dalvin Cook, Edo Smith are my running backs, Amari Cooper, Mike Williams, Randall Cobb are my wide receivers, my tight end is Eric Ebron, DeAndre Hopkins is my flex player, and my defense will be the Seattle Seahawks versus the New Orleans Saints. So there you have it. Give me your thoughts on that. 832-941-6614 and see if this helps. Let me know if it helps you. Now, I will say this. Full disclosure, I'm going to be playing multiple lineups, but this is the one I picked for you guys. Rock with it and see what you do. And uh, if you're involved in uh, one of these, I won't tell you which one, hit me up and let me know. And DraftKings, FanDuel, or anybody else, if you want to sponsor this segment, you can. You certainly can. Just hit me up. With that, I want to go to an interview we had with A.D. Moore, a local Houston sports journalist. Been behind the scenes quite a bit throughout the years, uh, but he's done quite a bit, and those of us in the know know who he is. And, and of course, I know him, a good friend of mine. And uh, we talked to him about the Texans and about our late friend, Max Edison, that was his best friend. That was his guy. And so here is our conversation with A.D. Moore. As promised, talking now with sports journalists, veteran sports journalists in the Houston area, Adolphus A.D. Moore, he is a true Houstonian. He loves all things H-Town. First of all, before we get into your Houston Texans, because I'll give them to you. I'll give them to you and my brother, Biscuit. You guys can have the Texans. But before I get into that, what are your thoughts on the first couple of weeks around the NFL? Two weeks under our belt, next Thursday night, a division game for the AFC South. But through the first couple of weeks, what are your thoughts? Well, Devin, I'm over. Thank you for welcoming me into your show. I foresee that the NFL is going to make it, it really is going to expand from 16 regular season to 18 uh, regular season games. 
is coming. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the essence of what we see is what they call professional football. And professional football, what they call a regular season or a real season. It's going to be another couple of weeks. Probably the last, probably that ball game starting to say the last week in September. You will finally start to see a cohesiveness in these NFL teams. As it stands right now, particularly that the first ball game that we started off with Green Bay and Chicago, that was probably one of the most pathetic ball games you ever want to see. And for a beginning ball game, just for the for the uh, century season, that was not a very good ball game. These players are now finally starting to round into shape. They're playing together. The quarterbacks are finally getting together with the receivers. The offensive line is understanding the, the quarterback. And in, in particular, when you look at the Houston Texans, if you want to give them to me, and that's okay, I'll own them. I'll take them. <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead. And, I'll go ahead because you know what. The reason I'm going to take them because they got what basically a handful of teams in the NFL. They have a trigger man. Now, the question that's still to be answered, how do you protect the bank? And this is something I've been saying all along. I think when they allowed Dwayne Brown to get away from here a couple of years ago, and then they tried to go mismatch and just sort of put the pieces in and try to get around this situation, you made Deshaun Watson a human piñata. 62 sacks last year. And so far, at the rate they at the rate they're going right now, they're gonna set a new sack record with Sean Rossin because he opened the season with six sacks. Yeah, he had four sacks in this past game. At the rate you're going right now, the Texans gonna set a new a new sack record. Now, will Deshaun Watson still be standing at the end of the year? If you remember last year, he 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 was hurt so bad they had to give him a bus ride to go to a game. So my whole forte, you have got to go protect the bank. And if you don't protect the bank, your bank will get broken into and you're going to have your assets taken away from you. And, and I think this points to the to the shortcoming with the Houston Texans, not having one man at the top being able to make the deciding decision in the general manager position. And to me, that's a sore spot this, uh, that we're seeing right now, because when you when you think about it, the situation with Jadavian Clowney, not here. You might see two Texans in 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 the Super Bowl, but you won't see the Houston Texans there. They yeah. might they'll 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 be former Houston Texans, and I you very well could see Russell Wilson with those two former Texans there in the Super Bowl. That leads me to this then. So so you I mean obviously we identify Bill O'Brien as the GM, the president of football operations, and the head coach. And he's given up a lot. And to me, he's mortgaged the future by giving up all that he's given up. He gave up the two number ones, and he didn't get much for, for Jadavion Clowney compared to the level of player he is. What do you think about him as a leader of the organization? Because he's one of the reasons why I'm, I've not been a big Texans fan. I just don't like the way he runs things. Uh, do you think he gave up too much for Laramie Tunzel and, and Kenny Stills? Yeah, I think he, I think he gave up too much. But he, see, here's the thing about it: there was no rhyme and reason. There was no thought process in the way they brought these players about. JD had all the cards. He he had the power in his hand. You don't know. Obviously, those are two separate entities. Getting having JD shipped out of here, and he stated for a fact it was contractual issues. Well, okay, let's define what contractual issues mean. I didn't like JD. And 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 I think this is some personal involved in this. This is why I'm saying when you when you have a person that has all that power, and, and you have to ask yourself. And, it, and and here's the thing about it: 
the Texans trying to position themselves or they look at themselves in the same organization as, say, the New England Patriots. You know, you got your hands slapped left with tampering, trying to pull one of their guys in to become the general manager. You got another gentleman that has come in there who has who has a, assumed a position of of establishment with, from the New England Patriots now with the Houston Texans. So you you have to start asking yourself, okay, wait a minute. So how is it that? O'Brien has been able to get himself in this position. Well, we got a couple of uh, conference championships. We have <laughs> never got be, we have, we have never got beyond the second round. Right. I mean, and, and we, yet, yet you want to pattern yourself after like New England Patriots? Heck yeah, Belichick can sit up there and say and do whatever he wants to do. But then the the, the, the common factor is Belichick and Brady, and and in O'Brien's case, he's had a plethora of quarterbacks. And and let's face it, we could run out the, run out your shit, run out this segment just talking about the former quarterbacks. And now he's <laughs> finally by virtue of Rick Smith. And this and and you know a lot of folks don't want to probably don't want to hear this, but Deshaun Watson is here due to the, the Rick Smith being able to maneuver and get him in here. Period. Because if you th- look back, he's not a Bill O'Brien type quarterback. Even it seemed like, yeah, that was a situation with that had to be thrust upon uh, Bill O'Brien. But you know, it, it seems to me, like I said, uh, that this team has mortgaged the future. You have too much power in the hands of one guy. But let's talk a little bit about them on the field. Obviously, you have Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde in the backfield. Tunzel is there. And talk a little bit about what you've seen on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, not a great week uh, offensively for the the Texans last weekend and edging out uh, Jacksonville. But what do you see? Well, this one has been very disconcerting to me, Devin. When you watch the Texans and the offensive explosion that they had against the New Orleans Saints, and then obviously, yeah, it is a a conference opponent. There's the intensity level. There's a lot of different factors that go into the level, to the type of game that you play. Yeah, they'll see the Jaguars for twice. But the bottom line, to me, I was really – Sorely disappointed in the whole offensive approach. They were a lot more effective against the Saints. Now, obviously, the Saints probably had them present a different type of format. And you can't with you. The Texans, if you since they one and one, be kidding The Texans should be two and zero right now. And, and they, they could easily be either way. They could be two and zero or zero and two. Although I like the two point attempt by Jacksonville, I didn't like the play call on that particular play. But yeah, they're a team that could have gone either way, and that's the wonderful and amazing and and sort of frustrating thing about Deshaun Watson. He's in all of his losses; they've been in, within one possession. I think he has nine losses as a starting quarterback, something like that. They all are within one possession. Those losses are within one possession. That's the Texans for you. They, this is a team that can go either way each and every Sunday. Think about what we have here in Houston. You got a potential World Series. You know, you do have a World Series, former World Series champion, a contender this year in the Astros. You got a contending team in the Houston Rockets. And you got a bunch of fans that are thirsting to see an NFL team that finally stands up again and take their rightful place in in the pantheon of, of professional sports in this city. And to me, I think after you see it all said, yeah, we love baseball. I mean, I love it. We love basketball. But you know what? People are thirsty to see the Texans want to get beyond that, that second round playoff and and take it all the way to a conference championship. When was the last time we seen a Houston professional football team in a conference championship? But uh, that that was seventy nine, right? Seventy nine, eighty. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah, a minute. I mean, a lot of 
a lot of folks that are listening to listen to, listen to this program, they weren't even born. Yeah. Some of their parents weren't even born. So, I mean, can you imagine the the, the intensity, the level of excitement would be to see see a Texan team in a uh AFC championship game, less known playing a Super Bowl? So coming into the season, there are a number of teams that I thought would be in the mix. After Ken, I'll say after Kansas City and New England, I think Houston it can be in that second tier of teams in the AFC. The conversely, they can be a team that can barely make the playoffs or miss the playoffs. How do you see the rest of the season playing out? Let me put it. I put it like this, I, and I and I, I'm gonna say this cautiously. If they go ahead and turn Deshaun loose with the weapons that he has, I think that his run. I think he has a sound running back with the running backs that they have acquired. I think we need to see the solidification of this offensive line. I think Larry McTonkle is going to be an outstanding uh, left tackle. I, eventually, he will have. Uh, I, in my opinion, he's going to have all pro. He'll he'll make a pro. He's going to make Pro Bowls, and eventually, I think he's going to have all pro hung on it because he he's that he has the capabilities of doing that. Let's go exploit in, in teams' weaknesses, and this is something I, I I think that I don't think that O'Brien, then, from an offensive standpoint, being being imaginative enough to be able to come out there and from week to week, and i.e. the New England Patriots. Because every week the Patriots show up, they figure out a way to exploit your weaknesses. And and that's the unique thing about it, about me and watching them and being impressed with them. You may not like them. You may not. You know, the the, the Patriots are like the, or the New York Yankees or the NFL. You you may not care for them, but the thing about how they are able to exploit your weaknesses and, and week after week they, they coming in and they coming in. They may not go 16-0 and 0 like the like the uh, Miami Dolphins, but the fact that they can exploit your weaknesses on a week-to-week basis, and they come up with different game plans. I don't necessarily see that imagination in the Texans with them utilizing all the weaponry that they have. Yeah, and that's a big complaint that that they don't. And now, you know, again, if you can can have a Kenny Steals for a whole season, you have one of the top two or three receivers in the entire NFL, and then you have a guy Will Fuller who can just just blow the roof off of any secondary with his speed. If he can stay healthy, I mean, they they have it. What about on the defensive side of the ball for for the Texans? I think uh, I'm a, this might hurt some people's feelings, but. I think by seeing 90 gone, I mean, that's hurt. That's going to hurt them. But here's the thing about it. Whitney Merciless is trying to make everybody forget about 90 being gone. Well, and I think, I, I, in think, the, I think in the in the passing game and, and putting pressure on, I think, yeah, you can find a way to get the numbers that make it look good. But I think where you will miss Jadavion Klein, and people won't talk a lot about this, is against the run. They also freed up J.J. Watt to do more, and I don't think Merciless, even in the past, doing what he does as a pass rusher, can sort of alleviate the double teams and all the things that come J.J. Watt's way. So while, yeah, I think Merciless will have some numbers, I think he, he doesn't help him as much uh, with the run. And in addition to that, it doesn't help J.J. Uh, Watt a whole lot. I think it goes what I saying. You realize that for the first time in, in, in about, I think, what is the stat? In about 105 ball games, J.J. Watt's stat line for a football game was zero 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 zero. Yeah. Against the Saints. And the thing about it, you, you, you know, a lot of folks, yeah, J.J. got 16 sacks last year. He was credited with 16 sacks last year. 
but your baby and Connor was on the other side or whatever. You have to you have to figure out and, and the way Romeo Cornell was having been able to utilize the, the schemes, you have to decide where you want to pick your poison at. Are we gonna double JJ? Because you got to pay attention to the baby and Clowney. And anybody that says anything different otherwise don't know what they're talking about. They don't, they don't, they're not understanding being able to watch football with a clear and a perspective on where this game is played in this current day. How do you see Sunday's game, you know, they come off of a, a tough <clears throat> divisional win? What do you see this week from the Texans? We probably see an, an offensive explosion this week like we saw against the Saints. Probably, you can probably see Deshaun Watson probably with these four touchdown passes this week. And so you, I, I, you, I, I, I just think you underrating that Charger defense. Those Chargers are for real. I'm telling you, man, that defense is a really nice defense. Yeah, I, I, I understand that, but but again, my point, and and, I, and, I, and I'm saying that the Texans have weapons. And remember when the, the, the go ahead touchdown was steals against the Saints. I mean, the way they just meticulously went down the field and then and then they scored the go-ahead touchdown, who should have been the, the touchdown to stand if somebody understood and know how to, you know, uh, how to play strategy football within the last minute of a game. And this is something that I still think is woefully lacking in our head coach. No question about it. Well, hey, man, how can folks uh, reach out and get to you if they want to uh, contact you on social media? How can they get you on Twitter? Well, Twitter, I'm a, I'm at ad underscore more sixty four. I'm out, out there, and also you'll be able to catch me on Facebook. But really, the best place to catch me would be out on at Twitter is ad underscore more sixty four. And can which I'm getting ready to break out on a new platform. I'm I'm, I'm getting ready to birth a new baby on with a new platform for myself. But I will be letting folks know. So just be looking on Twitter and my Facebook page, and probably and and you know good friends like you, Devin, will probably being able to get the word out there about what my new venture will be coming out to be. We certainly will, you know. And I can't let you off the off the line without mentioning your sidekick, your ace, uh, the the late Max Edison. I know that you guys were tremendously close all the way back to your college days. You guys worked as a tandem in so many ways. Max, you know how Max was. Max was outspoken and and he could be in your face and abrasive. And you were always just the cool part of the tandem. You know what I mean? You're like, Max will let you have it, but you always even killed and low key. I know you miss your boy. If you have, you got a chance here to say anything about uh, Max. Uh, yeah. You, you, you know the thing about it, and I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate the kind comments about my, my my good dear friend, man. But you know what? You know what's really? Um, you know, a lot of folks. And uh, I didn't really get. I didn't see this at at his film when I got a chance to speak. I said, but you know, a lot of times, a lot of folks would think we we just spend the majority of that time talking sports, and we did. I mean, don't misunderstand. You know how we roll. Right. I said, but you know, but but you know, a lot of you know what difference. A lot of times, you know, we would call each other, and it would just simply, and I would just go like, Mr. Edison, you know, the Lord is good, don't you? And 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 we would go, and that would he would come and call me sometime, and vice versa. We would talk about our religious experience, or our personal relationship with Christ. I miss that. I miss that along with a lot a lot of other things. But you know what? As much as I miss it, miss him and our relationship, there's a wife that miss a husband. There's right. kids, that three kids that miss a father. There's a grandchild that miss a grand a grandfather. 
There's a mother that misses son. There's a brother that miss that miss a brother. I mean, there's another brother that misses big brother. There are a lot of folks that miss me. So, you know, selfishly, yeah, I can say, but you know what? I thank God for the time that we had to roll together. And what you know, and in closing, you know, basically what I would say, hey, people that you that you see, you know, you don't know what time, how much time you got left with one another. Folks that mean something, you let them know it. Don't right. don't be afraid to don't be afraid to share your feelings with, especially folks that you don't roll with. I mean, it's nothing wrong to tell a man, the person that hey, you love him and, and that you appreciate everything he's done for you. And I talked a lot about this. The shocking thing for me is, and I told you this, uh, Max and I were texting one another an hour, I guess an hour before he, he passed away. I was He was listening to the Friday Express on his birthday. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, it was, I yeah. mean, it's, it was, and I got the call from Chris Gardner, I texted the next morning from Chris Gardner. It was just a, a tremendous shock. It was unbelievable, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When he, when he made his transition to the, to the big broadcast in the sky, you know, it, yeah, it, it's shocking, but you know what? I, I, we can, you know, it, it, it's painful as it is. You know, I got we got to give God all the glory and the credit for saying, hey, at least thank you for letting him be in our lives for the, whatever the period of time that we had and with the association we had it with and the people whose lives he's made an influence on. Not only us, but think about the students that he, all the students that he had that he was he, he able to, to approach and teach and have an impact on them. So he's left a very indelible mark not only on me, but on a lot of other folks. And, you know, I just have to be grateful to God and, and for, for all that he's been able to do and let people pass that who we see and come in and out of our lives. And so I'm grateful for that. Hey, well, like I said, man, it was great to visit with you. And I know you, you know, we can talk Texans with you anytime. And we'll check back with you with other things around the NFL. And you keep us posted on uh, what you have going on. And we'll definitely get the word out for you. I appreciate it, and thank you for the time, and thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, I really thank you very much, Devin. Want to thank A.D. Moore. Always good to have a conversation with a guy in the know who's been around for a long, long time, a sports veteran, and uh, great to talk about uh, Max Edison, his best friend, a prominent figure, and especially African-American journalist, and among African-American journalists, among all journalists, really, but uh, especially as an example of an African-American journalist doing his thing throughout the years, lost him suddenly over the summer. It was just uh, you know, a really surreal sort of situation uh, that he is gone, especially with the Texans going on and with Westbrook joining the Rockets. He was a H-Town guy through and through. And let me say this. I'm an H-Town guy through and through. I'm a native Houstonian. I love my city. I bled. I have the blood and sweat and tears invested into our teams throughout the years. So don't ever, ever question that. I love my my city. I love my town. I love my, my uh, everything about H-Town. I do, except maybe the traffic and the heat all the time. I mean, you know, not, if it was just some of the time, man, it's so hot for so long. But other than that, I love my city. So don't get that twisted. But great conversation with A.D. Moore. We were going to go to the Lamont Award. But you know what? We have breaking news. The New England Patriots have cut Antonio Brown. And I don't know that it's a huge surprise to anybody, but I think the timing was. But there was just too much chatter, too much chaos around this guy. And I had a conversation with a former 
former NFL player today. We were arguing about this very thing today. And I said, Antonio needs to shut up. He needs to be quiet. If he cannot be quiet, he will be gone. And the person told me, well, hey, if he's innocent, he shouldn't have to be quiet. He shouldn't have to handle it a certain way. He should handle it the way he wants to handle it. Well, he handled it. And although we just got through talking about how well he had done as it pertains to dealing with the media yesterday and being catatonic almost and under the hypnosis of Bill Belichick, it still it was too much stuff. The Sports Illustrated article, the accusation from the woman, which a lot of people don't believe, but then there was a second accuser, and then there was a video of him on uh, YouTube farting in front of a, a in a doctor's face almost. It was just you know just ignorant kind of stuff that you know I don't know that that constitutes wanting to banish him. But again, if you're the New England Patriots and this guy has this long record of doing stuff, you don't want to deal with that. So for the time being, and probably for the foreseeable future, uh, AB, Antonio Brown, is out of the NFL. So that's the breaking news. But with that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go. Hey, want to thank you guys for listening. Want to thank you guys for calling. Continue to call 832-941-6614. Go online and subscribe to the email letter on wadeswordproductions.com. And you can email me, Devin at wadeswordproductions.com. I'm going to be eating my garlic. So if you come across me and I, my aroma, my scent is very garlicky, you'll know why. It's because I'm trying to combat uh, whatever, whatever feels like a cold i'm sort of achy maybe have a little fever here but we're gonna fight through it ktsu sports talk tomorrow morning saturdays on ktsu 90.9 at 8 30 a.m until 10 a.m central and, and again thank you guys follow me at wade's word on twitter i'll be tweeting throughout the weekend and hopefully some of your fantasy uh, football stuff will come through for you want to thank you guys so much and as always have a great day
Yeah. 